At Journey Beyond Divorce, we understand that navigating through the emotional tsunami of separation and divorce is one of the hardest journeys you'll take. And we know that once the initial fear and pain begins to pass, a whole new storm of confusion, uncertainty, and self-doubt can surface. Journey Beyond Divorce can help you identify and clarify where you're feeling stuck and what steps you need to move forward, even if they're just baby steps. We guide you with practical, tangible support that you can start implementing right away. Our team of experienced divorce coaches is ready to help you. Listen through the show because we have a gift just for you. It'll help you navigate your divorce with more calm and confidence. Welcome to the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast, where we invite you into a journey of healing and personal transformation that will radically change your divorce experience, heal your heart while refining your character, and set you up to be effective and feel empowered as you navigate the practical and emotional challenges of divorce. I'm your host, Karen McMahon, founder of Journey Beyond Divorce. My divorce brought me to my knees, and it also transformed me and set me on this path to help you. Our team of JBD coaches support men and women to engage in divorce with more calm, clarity, and confidence. Through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. What the time-traveling, egocentric, fear-based monkey mind does is it exhausts us as we uh, time-travel into the past and the future. The opposite of that is staying present. Now, I get it that your present may not feel very joyful right now. You may be in the midst of living with your soon-to-be ex, uh, battling a negotiation for a settlement, uh, struggling financially. I get that the present may be more than roses. However, whatever is going on in the present, that you actually have some control over. Hi, this is Karen. I'm back with another episode of JBD Team Talks, and I'm doing a solo talk today. Today's conversation is about, are you being run by your monkey mind? And this topic has come up a lot lately in my coaching sessions, just this morning again, how difficult it is to remain present and calm. And so one of the things that I want to talk to you about is what happens when the monkey mind is running your life, right? As opposed to, it's like the tail wagging the dog rather than the opposite. And so you're not in control. And what do we know about the monkey mind? The monkey mind is run by ego and fear. And no matter what stage of divorce you're in, fear and uncertainty are there and they're loud. And the other voice other than our ego fear voice is our inner wisdom, our intuition. And 
how do you go from being run by your monkey mind to really quieting and slowing down enough to tune into your intuition? And what happens? What are the positive ramifications when you're able to do that? And so that's what I'd like to talk about today. Just to set the stage, what does our monkey mind do? Well, the first thing it does is it's a time traveler. The monkey mind likes to uh, uh, worry about what's going to happen in the future and fret what happened in the past. And so if you find yourself ruminating about what you did, what your ex or soon to ex said or did, and just replaying uh, situations and conversations and getting upset and getting unhinged and then finding yourself being reactive, that is all the negative ramifications of the tail wagging the dog and the monkey mind running you instead of you being in control. Same thing with the future, right? Worrying the future. And so we all do it. When we don't know and I could actually put a hard stop there. When we don't know, when we don't know where we're going to be living, how much time we're going to be spending with our children, what our financial reality is going to be, whether or not we're going to find love again, uh, and, and so many more things. When we don't know, our ego mind says, no problem, that's my job. I'm going to swoop in and I'm going to start creating stories uh, so that you have some idea of what might happen. And they're all nightmare stories. And, and that way, when you start thinking about all the nightmares that can happen, you can start to prepare for them. And so imagine, like nothing in today requires all of this energy, but because your mind has either time travel to the past to regret and run through and ruminate or to the future to prepare for all of the nightmare situations that won't happen, the amount of energy that you're expending is overwhelming. It's incredible. And what does it do to you? It, it leaves each of us uh, exhausted. Um, the fear can leave us very paralyzed. The judgment can leave us feeling shame and guilt or disappointment. The or the judgment can leave us just feeling angry and frustrated and furious at the other person, all of which none of these things serve us. And all of this emotion has arisen out of what might happen that's not real or what did happen that's no longer real because the only reality we have is the 24 hours that we're living in. And so what I want to do is talk a little bit about, so that's what the monkey mind does, what the time traveling, egocentric, fear-based monkey mind does is it exhausts us as we uh, time travel into the past and the future. The opposite of that is staying present. Now, I get it that your present may not feel very joyful right now. You may be in the midst of living with your soon-to-be soon ex, uh, battling a negotiation for a settlement, uh, struggling financially. I get that the present may be more than roses. However, 
whatever is going on in the present, that you actually have some control over, whether it's a control over how you choose to view it, what you choose to do about it. So what presence does is it empowers us. When we can keep our head where our feet are, we can be empowered and have more energy and focus to address what's before us. And sometimes all of the choices before us suck. And as I tell my children, then you pick the least crappy choice and you start there. And having the presence of mind to think clearly, to be able to assess and analyze, to have the emotional energy requires you to not be expending all of that energy in the past and the future. And so a practice of presence and the beginning of living in the present both um, empowers us and it also brings us clarity because when we're keeping our head where our feet are, we're looking at what do we have to deal with today. And this is so important going through divorce because whether you're early or in the midst or post-divorce, there's so many things to take care of over the scope of time. But in any given day, the uh, choices that you have and the things that you have to plan for are, are limited. And so when you stay present, uh, you get to do first things first, which is something we talk about in 12-step programs. And so there may be 12 things on your list, but there's actually only one or two or three that immediately need to be handled. And then maybe a few that you need to start thinking about. And I want to say there's a very big difference between thinking about a problem and coming up with some possible solutions and worry a lot of clients say, well, I have to worry because this thing may happen. And when you start looking at that, how much does that worry about the future actually create solutions? More times than not, it just creates panic, which creates paralysis, which creates anxiety. And so when we stay in the day and we say, this is before me today, this is a decision I have to make, uh, this is a situation I have to navigate, and I can give it all of my mental and emotional energy, your clarity is going to help guide the decisions and the behaviors that you have. The other thing that happens is when we get clear, so now we're present, we're more empowered, and then we get clear because of our presence, there brings a clarity. We're not all over the place. We're focused in on what's important. And that clarity invites in more possibility because, uh, because you're not scattered, because you're consciously choosing to focus on the situation or decision at hand, you bring all of your mental and emotional capacity to that, you're going to have more choices. When you're present, it also slows things down. And, and, uh, and so the ego mind, which may still be there, uh, it's almost like you begin to learn how to dial down the volume of the ego and fear mind. And that enables you to start listening to that ever so gentle, quiet uh voice of inner wisdom and intuition, which is really what we want guiding us. We have an intuitive hit. We want to uh, 
uh, check it against our logic, uh, not, not let logic trump the intuition and not let fear and ego trump the intuition, but to kind of check it against the logic and, and, and then proceed from there. And so when you have more possibility and then you're slowing things down and you're tuning down that ego and fear voice, and here's the key, and this is a practice, and I'm going to get into the practice in a second. Uh, it enables you to detach from a lot of stories. So in the future, there's all of the nightmare stories and, you know, simply asking yourself a couple of questions like, okay, I, I see myself going down this path of financial devastation, homelessness, loneliness, uh, not seeing my children, whatever the case may be, how true is it? And your ego mind might say, it's very true, but then slow it down. How true is it? When I ask people, even people who are really in hard times financially, how true is it that you're going to be in the streets and homeless? Well, I could go live with my mom, even though I don't want to. I have enough money for a small apartment. It's a different lifestyle. And all of a sudden, the whole worst case scenario is right out the window. I'm not going to be homeless. And so that's what presence allows for us to kind of slow things down, look at the story that the ego, the fear is telling us, and then say, well, how true is it? Now, I'm not saying the situation isn't difficult, um, displeasing, but what our fear and ego mind tells us is it's catastrophic and that doesn't serve us. And the more we stay present and we make one choice at a time and we feel empowered, the choices start getting a little bit more pleasing. Our confidence starts building and it moves us in the direction that we want to go. And we're less in a situation where the tail is wagging the dog and more where we're in control. Going through a divorce is challenging. It involves many issues, legal, financial, emotional, and social, and requires the guidance of a seasoned legal team to achieve optimal outcomes. That's the promise of Laufer, Delena, Jensen, Bradley, and Doran. Choosing the right family lawyer could be the most important decision you make in the divorce process. There's life after divorce, and Laufer's team helps you to get there. Providing options to mediate, arbitrate, collaborate, or litigate, the firm handles issues such as alimony, custody, child support, and equitable distribution. Each case is staffed with both a male and female attorney as their clients benefit from having both gender perspectives on their side, and that distinguishes their firm. You can get your free consultation today by calling 973-285-1444 and mention that you heard about them on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. And so how do you do that? And, you know, I'm not, I'm not a meditation expert or a mindfulness expert, uh, but we all have the ability 
to become conscious about what happens between our ears and start doing something about it. And so here's what I want to suggest. In the beginning, uh, when you're living in the chaos of your mind and the hurry-scurry of your life situation, here's my first question for you. Can you find five minutes a day where you're alone and quiet and you can sit? Five minutes. I have a hard time believing anyone that can't find five minutes. Get up before your kids get up, go sit in the bathroom, whatever you have to do, five minutes. And the practice is very simple. It's a matter of um, becoming the witness. So you're a fly on the wall of your mind and you're just watching and listening to what your monkey mind is chatting about. And you start with five minutes because it's going to feel like 20 minutes and more than that is hard. And as soon as you can do more, you add more. We'll get to that in a minute. And so what do you do? You sit. If you can sit, uh, when I started, I like to sit and look at the flame of a candle. It gave me something to focus on. And a really great focus is your breath because the one constant is that you're breathing. And so you can sit there. I breathe in. I breathe out. I breathe in, I breathe out. And you can literally, that could be your mantra. And as you're sitting there looking at the window at nature or looking at a candle or looking at a picture or closing your eyes, I breathe in, I breathe out. I breathe in, I breathe out. Within moments, your monkey mind is going to go whoop and it's going to take you someplace. You're going to have a thought and that thought is going to engage you. Now, the whole five minutes might be up before you even realize you're now engaged and off on, on the back of this wild stallion thought. Uh, and that's okay. If you did your five minutes, you have been completely and totally successful. And it takes consistency. So you have to do this every single day. And maybe by day three or four, you'll catch yourself on the thought and then you detach from it. And the way you do that is you just let it go, just like you were letting a butterfly fly off of your shoulder. And you come back to presence. I breathe in, I breathe out. I breathe in, I breathe out. And then you're going to go off and your mind's going to go, oh, what about my child? Oh, what about my bills? Oh, what about my attorney? And as soon as you catch yourself, no longer focusing on your breath, but focusing on the story, you let it go and you come back, you are not trying to control your mind. That would be a fruitless effort. You are watching your mind. You're beginning to look at your monkey mind, your mind chatter in a different way than you have before. You're just being curious. And as soon as you notice that you're no longer center and breathing and focused on that, you come back to it and see what happens over the course of time. What typically happens is we catch ourselves running off with a thought quicker. We come back to center. You may find that the first few times you do it, you barely have 10 seconds of total focus. By the end of the week, you might have 10 seconds. By the end of week two, you might have 20 seconds of focus and you might catch yourself faster and come back to center. And that's all the practices. Over the course of time, it becomes so enjoyable to have those moments of total and complete quiet 
where your monkey mind isn't chattering, that you enjoyed the five minutes. It no longer feels like 20 minutes. And actually, maybe you want to do a few more and be very careful. Go from five to seven, go from seven to 10, go from 10 to 15 and slowly build up. And as you build up, notice what happens. I would love feedback. I'd love to hear what you think about this. If this is a practice you've had that works for you, if it's something you've been wanting to do, um, starting is very simple. It takes no money. It takes very little time and the results can be life-changing. We also have a number of mindfulness experts on our Life After Divorce series. You can look up those. They're much more skilled at this than I am. It's their wheelhouse. Listen to what they have to say. And I am wishing you a very peaceful and present day where you begin to quiet that monkey mind and take control of your thoughts. I'll be back again with another episode of JBD Team Talks real soon. Have a great day. Thanks for joining us on the Journey Beyond Divorce podcast. I hope you found guidance and encouragement to help you along your journey. If you like my podcast, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. You can also visit us at jbddivorcesupport.com, where our team of coaches support both men and women through our one-on-one coaching, group programs, online courses, and free resources. Stay tuned for our next episode, and I'll talk to you soon.